So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Doing a little solo time here. Been spending the last uh, couple weeks getting prepped and ready for our summit. Super fired up for it. Uh, if you're joining me, you know, next week live and in Dallas, uh, or you know, you're joining me online, I just I can't wait. Just the the connection, the energy, the fun. Uh, the camaraderie, the idea exchange, there, there's just something about, you know, like looking up, up here on my wall in the studio, like, and seeing some of my musical icons, there's something about being live versus listening to the record. The record is good, no doubt, but there's something about being live, excited about it. Anyway, totally random. I got a couple questions here on Instagram. I'm going to throw them out to you really fast and then I got to jump into my next meeting. So, uh, Kevin, Kevin De Silva asked this question. He said, uh, hey, Tom, the key to bringing the best out of your agents and your staff. So, Kevin, that's a great question. Um, for me, it's similar to what I, I, you and I had this conversation. I think it was like last, I don't even know what day it is, but whenever we did this, I was like, hey, man, Ian, you're Italian. When was the last time you were in Italy? Remember that conversation? And I was like, look, man, my job as a CEO is to help you get what you want. So what are your goals in with like four kids, like a young baby and, you know, travel is probably oh, right. Even the thought of it, but I'm like, but see, now I've got this in the back of my mind. Like my job, Kevin, as the CEO of the company is to help Ian get what, get what he wants. Right. So we have this tendency sometimes that, you know, leaders, we, we miss, we miss the mark. Like there's managing and then there's leadership. Managing is like how much of what and by when are we getting it all done? And, and that's very important. But leadership is I want to make the people around me through opportunity, through training, through, uh, you know, aspirational goals, through whatever opportunities to help them get more of what they want. Right. Like that's the job of a leader. So I would say to you, the key is to then maybe sit down with every one of your teammates and find out what's truly important to them and then make that your mission, right? Make that your mission. I think of a, uh, a client and a friend of mine who passed uh, recently, and I'm not going to say his name because it'll make me cry just thinking about it, uh, died way too young. When he and I were working together, he once said to me, you know, how come my salespeople don't perform at the level? What do I have to do? And this guy was a hard charger. Like he was super aggressive, right? All the time, always very fixated on how much money he was going to make and what the company was going to do. And it was me, 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 me focused. And I was like, you know, you have a lot of money and you have a lot of amazing people that look up to you. And they, I think they're on your team mainly because they want your mentorship, but you're selfish. Like you just make it all about you, man. I'm like, what if we flipped the goal? And we actually did it around this time of the year. I said, what if we flipped the goal and instead of like, how much are you going to make and what's the team going to generate for you and what's the company going to do for you? What if it was our job is to help every single person on the team, right? On the sales side where it's commission based, let's have them hit their goal. And if they hit their goal, we can reverse engineer. We know you're going to do really well. And guess what? He had the, not only did he have the best year of his, like, you know, up until the six years we were working together, the best year he'd ever had, but he also felt better every day. Right, because he walked around the office not in this state of like me, 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 me. Right. Instead, it was like, "Hey, man, Ian, one step closer to Italy, brother. What do we got to do? How are we going to make that happen? You know, hey, Phil, let's make sure. Hey, you know, hey, Lucy, let's get on it. Like, I'm here for you. 
So think about that. And the same thing applies to everybody on your team, not just salespeople. All right. Uh, let's see. Move me to Texas. Katie Day, I love you. She says the podcast with Pipes, Pantana, and Jeff is fire. Yes, it was super fun when it's been blowing up. Okay, so uh, Penn Bay Realtor says, tips for telling my staff about our growth trajectory and having them feel secure. So, so I get that question often and I think about myself. Like even this morning, I was on the phone with all my consultants and I was like, okay, look, we're going from X to Y and this is what it means. And when you say that, whether it's to your administrative team or to your sales team, right? Just keeping it real. Your administrative team, when you say, we're gonna work even more, we're gonna sell even more houses, all they hear is more work, same pay. <laughs> That's all they hear, right? Um, so we have to manage for that. On the flip side, your sales team, when you say, we're gonna grow, we're gonna add all these new people, they're like, uh, less leads for me, all these new people, I'm gonna earn less, I don't feel as important. So understanding that's just human nature. What do you need to do? You need to go to your team and say, we believe we can serve more clients. What do you think, right? Your admin team, this is what we believe. What do you think? Like how much more optimized could we get? Like get them involved in the growth. That's really the point. Like I just spent 36 hours with my executive team and I'm only there almost as a spiritual leader, right? Like saying, Hey, I'm here to support you guys and gals in dictating what's going to happen in 2022. What do you guys want to do? And letting them basically set the tone for, well, we think we can grow here. We think we can develop these new products. We think we can uh, optimize, you know, performance over here. We can improve retention over here. We can do that, 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 that. And then my job is to say, okay, now how do we prioritize that? My, my point to you is it's not the, the benevolent dictator, if I'm saying that correctly, right? benevolent dictator, hashtag benevolent dictator, me demanding this is how it's going to be. No, a leader says, what do you guys want to accomplish? Let's look at the, the five-year look back. Let's look at the addressable market. And you do the same thing with your admin team, with your transaction coordinator, with your marketing director. Courtney, right? Big shout out to Courtney. She's like, you guys, Tom, so Courtney runs our, you've probably seen Courtney on the podcast. She, you know, she basically helps me oversee all of our social She's like, we're at 750 pieces, original pieces of content every month. I want to go to 1500. I was like, <gasps> probably how your transaction coordinator feels when you were like, hey, we can do it. She's like, no, no, no. This is what it means. We're going to do ABC. Let me get you involved. She, she did the same thing to me. Makes sense? On the sales side, it's the same exact thing. Go back to what I was mentioning about my client. Like it's, it's making it about them, making the growth about them, making them feel the joy and the ecstasy of solving more problems and helping more clients. So that's my answer. All right. Uh, Jill Smith, big shout out to Jill Smith, unbelievably powerful agent, Houston, Texas, longtime team plus client crushing this year. Should I bring my marketing manager to summit? The answer is 1000%. Yes. Why? Because the whole time you're like, you're taking all these notes and you're like, okay, I got to tell her she's got to do this. And I got to tell her it's so much better to just nudge her and go, Hey, he's talking to you right now. What do you think? So I, I mean, for as long as I've been going to conferences, I always bring like all the key people. We would go to like the Saster conference in Silicon Valley and, and like, it'd be me and David Shanks and John and like, we, I'd bring the team because I don't want to be the one that says, Hey, I think we should build this software. I want the software guys to say, Hey, we should build the software or we should partner with this company. It's the same exact thing, Jill, bring your marketing manager, bring your assistant, bring your ops manager, 1000%. 
Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. And I think the last question was from Parm, Parmdahinja14. I'm totally screwing that up. Parmdahinja14. Any advice on being a brand new agent, how to get started? Well, we covered a little bit of that on the podcast last week. But what I would say to you is simply this. You have to make a decision as a brand new agent, right? Are you interested or are you committed? Are you interested or are you committed? Are you interested in being successful? Because if you're interested in being successful, you will do what it takes when it's convenient. That's what interested people do. Interested people dabble. They're dabblers. Like, oh, I'm going to look at this and I'm going to try that. And they don't finish a lot of things. They don't really get into stuff. They don't like get into the weeds and say, like, I interviewed David Goggins, right? Do you know what David Goggins is? Like this like Navy SEAL guy. He's just total badass, right? I remember interviewing him one day and I'm like, hey, David, some people say they're made afraid, uh, afraid to make phone calls. What should they do? And he's like, they should make 300 calls a day for 30 straight days, right? Because his whole thing is like, don't be a dabbler. You got to go all in. So as a new agent, are you interested in success or are you committed to success? I'm assuming you're asking because you're committed to success and you're looking for some like hacks, some strategies. So three things I want you to do. Number one, you got to study the MLS every single day, right? So you, the flight to quality is very real. People want to work with people that have more information than they can find online. Let me say that to you again. People want to work with people that have more information than they could readily find online, on a portal, on a website, etc. So you need to be that person. And what do they want to know about? Home prices, trends, what's hot, what's not? How do I get my offer accepted? Is now the right time? How are interest rates affecting my buying power? The only way you're going to understand this is every day you look inside the MLS and you look for the pricing trends and you pay attention to what's selling and what's not and how long days on the market and what properties are getting multiple offers and what aren't. You've got to become a knowledge broker of your marketplace. That's the first thing. Under that, that also means anytime you can go out and preview property, you need to be doing that. You need to constantly be asking good agents inside your office and your marketplace, what pricing trends do you see? What the, you know? What do you see that's hot? What do you see it's not? You wanna be that annoying, passionate, young agent who's like, just tell me everything. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? So then the next time you're you know, at a soccer game and your buddy says, hey man, how's the real estate market? You're like, you know, I study homes and prices every day and, and for the last 60 days, I've been looking at the MLS differently. I'm asking myself, like, specifically in Prosper, what are condos selling for and how fast? And then I'm asking myself, how does that relate to Garland as an example? It's two great communities, you know, here in like kind of Northeast Dallas. And then inside of Prosper, the difference between a two bedroom, three bedroom, and a four bedroom is very real. Clearly, people want four bedroom houses in Prosper because when those homes hit the market, even in relatively good shape, they're gone in two seconds where the two bedrooms seem to sit for a little bit longer, right? And then the three bedrooms are kind of those in-betweeners. Um, so it's really interesting, but you're asking about the market. What, what part of the market are you interested in, right? Now all of a sudden they're like, holy crow, my buddy who I used to drink beers with suddenly is like a genius when it comes to real estate, right? So you want to be that. You study the market, you study top agents, you ask them questions. That's the first thing. Second thing is you got to get a story as to why you went into the real estate business. So if you call your friends and family, you're not just like, hi, I'm new to real estate. Do you know anybody wants to buy and sell? Because you're going to come across stupid, right? Um, instead, if you do all the research, like I just mentioned, right? What you could do is you could 
Think about the story. Why did you get into the real estate business? And, and if the story is just, I got into real estate because I watched Million Dollar Listing and everyone's making a fortune and I want to be the next Brian Surhan, no one cares, right? Maybe your friends will be like, ah, oh, that's kind of funny, right? But they probably don't see you as that, right? So not an effective story. An effective story has a hook, it has a plot, it has some danger, it has how you overcame it, and the story at the end, ah, right? So, so maybe your story, and I'm just making this up, is something happened that was tragic, right? I think about a guy I worked with a million years ago in LA named Froy Candelario. And I asked Froy one day, why did you get into the real estate business? And he said, um, as someone that migrated to this country, you know, with my family when I was very young, the American dream was to buy a house. And he said, and I worked like in the fields and it did odd jobs and I collected bottles and cans and I literally scrapped up, you know, like $8,000 in cash in a bag to buy a house. And he met with a real estate agent. The agent showed him a house and he's like, okay, we're going to write up the contract. Give me the bag. He hands in the bag and there was never a deal done. And the guy stole $8,000 in cash from him. And that is why he got into real estate. Cause he said, I don't want that to happen to anybody else in my neighborhood, in my community. Now, if you have a story like that and people are like, well, like, why'd you get into real estate? And you're like, cause this tragedy happened and I want to solve it. Or, Hey, I surveyed like a hundred of my friends and they're all people like you and I, I asked you the same question. What's your biggest beef with housing? And everybody said the same thing. Prices are going up. Not sure what's going to happen. Is the world going to fall apart? And it really made me think, you know what? You know me as a person that loves to solve problems. You know me as a person that gets passionate about things. And I just get passionate about making it easy for my friends to make good decisions about their homes, right? With no pressure, no need to use me or use somebody else just to be a resource. Something like that. A story. So when you call them, you're having this like great conversation that really plants a seed in their head. So that's the number two thing. Number three is you got to go ham talking to you like a young person, a young, you got to go ham on some kind of marketing and lead generation. And what I would recommend you do, honest to goodness is circle dialing, circle dialing. Like your Jeff Mays talk about last week, picking up the phone, calling around recent listings and sales, big shots to Zach gallons again, who made it to my uh, Instagram, you know, reels uh, from that podcast. Zach Gallon's 22 years old, La Jolla, California, in a super luxury marketplace, working with his grandmother and his and his aunt, right? My clients, Maxine and Marty Gallons. He's calling around listings and sales, like, hey Ian, did you hear about your neighbor? Right? Like that little script we were messing around with. But here's this young guy that is is drumming up opportunity after opportunity after opportunity and having a banner year, really, for his first full year in real estate. And he's doing something that most people would never do. Now, maybe it's because he's a competitive golfer and he, he played golf in college. Maybe it's because he's looking at his grandma and his aunt and he's like, oh my God, I got to perform because if I don't, I can't suck and have their same last name. There's probably a bunch of dynamics, but at the end of the day, the kid's willing to do the work. So that's how you become successful in real estate. You got to do the work. So you got to know the market. You got to get a story for when you're reaching out to the people that already know you, like you, and trust you. And then you got to go after new people and do something that average person would never do. And that's how you win. Thank you so much for listening. Give me some comments. Give me some feedback. Remember, competition, ambition, branding and marketing, and discipline. That's how you win. See you guys soon. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.